What's up, everybody? We're back. Another episode, another edition of the Victor Cruz Show here on the Uninterrupted Network. Starring uh, PR. You see, it just always goes left with you. I'm <laughs> halfway through the opening act here, and that's what you do. But PR is here, obviously not, not starring him, uh, <laughs> uh, but he is here. Uh, and I'm enjoying a lovely cha-cha matcha. A nice, I don't even know what warm, that means still. Like. Uh, matcha chai. Shout out to Alex. Thank you. Um, it's fantastic, hey, by the way. Alex said it looked like one oak up in there. <laughs> Yo, Chacha Matcha be lit. I'm not even going to lie It's popping? popping in there. You love that place. Uh, but it's an exciting time. I got. I typically go for the iced version of the matcha chai, <laughs> but it's fall, okay. so I had to go with the warm boy. It's okay. a little nippy. You're I got so happy right jacket. now, too? So you, so, <laughs> you see the elation on my face, though? You see how excited I am? I'm so happy right but now. But it's also my favorite time of year because yes. the NBA is flourishing. Yes. The NFL, yep. baseball, yep. even college yep. football is going. College basketballs around yep. the corner. Like things are happening, and this is the best time of the year. All the sports are flourishing. Absolutely, right I love it. I love it. I have a reason to watch. You know, Sports Center or whatever the shows are you watch. We just came from a game, right? We did. We just came from a game in Brooklyn. Um, the Cavs and the Nets. It's uh, a tough one to watch, man. Tough. I one? mean, great game. Yep. Yep. But in terms of just, you know, one of those games, Cleveland's got to come right out, make yep. a statement, you know, we're the team, blah, 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 and then they let them hang around. And then you and I were trying to come up with some of these guys' names on the Brooklyn Nets. I didn't I, if, I couldn't Right now, if you put a duffel bag of money <laughs> on this table right now. Whatever's studio, in it is yours? Whatever's in it. If I can name eight players on the Nets, I couldn't do it. Good luck. We, try, I, we still tried don't know six. what the head coach's name is. I, I, me neither. I mean... You didn't even know which one was the head coach. No idea. <laughs> You're no like, idea. whichever one stands up, <laughs> that's the head coach. <laughs> exactly. Whoever stands up the fastest on the on the on the first blatant missed call, <laughs> no. that's the. That's I'll, the head I'll coach. say this about the Nets, though. You know, um, they played really hard. Mm-hmm. They played scrappy, um, and I think even the Cavs. Obviously, we're biased towards the Cavs, as of you course. know, our brother plays for the Cavs, and we have you know family on the Cavs. Um, a lot of moving pieces still. Three guys were out. Dwayne Wade was out. Uh, D Rose was D. Rose. out. Obviously, it. You know, for an extended so, period. So yeah. So Bron's playing the point, which by the way is scary. Triple double, right? Yes. Bron at the point That's is scary because no one can guard him out there, and then he can make every pass. Very scary. Very scary. What else in the NBA? Who else are you excited about in the NBA so far? I, mean, I don't know if you saw my New Jersey brother Kyrie Irving uh, last night. What do you do? He put him, I mean, other than putting on a, a, a dribbling, a ball handling <laughs> clinic like he does every night, but he put Brogdon, I think his name is, I don't even know, Middleton, they were trying to double team him and he hit him with the spin cycle. Oh, he spent both of them, right? But, but before that was like a, uh, just like I'm a dribble, 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 cross you, cross you, between the legs. <laughs> What's my man on the ground? Tween, tween, <laughs> tween, tween, I lift, <laughs> tween. <laughs> so he hit him with all that, and then he hit the spin move floater. I mean, he's balling. Obviously, uh, the well, Greek I'll freak. I'm say. Obviously, he reminds you of my game. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. Here we go. When I see Kyrie, I see no footage of Paul Rivera, <laughs> guys. Let's be clear. When I see Kyrie, who we all agree is one of the better or best young talents in the game, it's like looking in a mirror. Hold on. You're not gonna say What's better that? young talents. Yeah, like better he's young. Not, he's under 25. He's he's. I know, but he's in the conversation for best PGs in the league, though. Mm. Here we go. Mm. Just because he scores the basketball a lot doesn't <laughs> mean he's not a point guard. Listen, it's the new regime of point guard. Nobody cared when Stephon Marbury did it. Listen, here's all I'm gonna say. Stephon Marbury has a statue in China. In China. 
Have you seen it yourself? Do you have a statue in China? <laughs> do you have a statue in China? I do not. I'm going to work on that, though, by next show. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you who else has been just destroying it. The kid, uh, Greek Freak. Yo, he's Holy a, cow. He's a problem. It, it's almost like one of those things where it finally hit him like, oh, I'm really good at this. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I do this. Like, like You can see last year he was good and he was coming into his own, yep. but this year he's like, He's got a little swagger. He got a little arrogance with it. Like, oh, I know I'm good now. Yeah, the analogy I use is like, you know, when a kid, you see a big kid, and he still hasn't like kind of caught up to like how his body is, and he's lanky, and then he comes into his own, and it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Like that's him this year. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. He's, and he's got what impresses me the most is a his temperament. When you talk to him, when he does interviews, mm-hmm. his temperament, and b the way he attacks that rim in the open court. You no, can't. He's, he's unguardable. No, he's a young savage. It's I, unguardable. To your point, I liked. Uh, they asked him. You know, they played the Cavs. I guess last week, and um, they were comparing him to Bron just because how he could do everything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Look, I'm not on his level yet." Mm-hmm. You know, which I thought was just a humility. Good answer, young fella. Right? Just the humility of it, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. And mind you, you know, in his head, he's a killer, and he's probably like, "I want to bust Bron's ass just as much 100%. as anyone else," right? Exactly. But, exactly. but having the humility and be, and saying, "You know what, I'm not on his level. He's done great things, whatever." I just thought was really dope to see. Um, what have you thought of uh, Lonzo Ball so far? I like what I see. Okay. Obviously, the first game, you, I mean, you go against a pit bull your first game. It yep. is what it is. Yep. I've I've said what I've said about Patrick Beverly. <laughs> I'm not going to go into that anymore. Um, He's like, I've said my piece. I'm, I'm not- I digress <laughs> on that. Yo, everything Patrick, Patrick Beverly relevant, I digress. <laughs> um, but the next game he came out was like, oh, word, I'm about to have this damn near triple-double on y'all, and we're going to get mm-hmm. this win. And then, boom, John Wall comes into town. Oh, word? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, okay, my father's talking crazy, but boom, I'm going to come in here and step it up. And John Wall, I think he kind of played outside of his game a little bit, mm-hmm. which if that's LeVar Ball's tactic all year long and it's going to work, then so mm-hmm. be it, because I'm sure he has no problem continuing to do that. Right. But he just has to understand you know he's he's put a target on his son's back, and he, they're going to come after him each and every week. But I think so far, Lonzo's holding it down, and I love what Lonzo's saying. He's not feeding into any of this. Mm-hmm. He's being the great kid that we know he is. Um, but obviously, he has to answer a lot of his father's questions and things that he does. Yeah, so much pressure, right? I mean, I it's think, a lot. I think yeah, at the lot. press conference, Magic said, you know, pointed at the rafters and was like, "I expect his jersey to be there." Um, you know, I think the bullseye his dad has put on him. You know, so he probably gets judged a little unfairly by all of us at some point, right? He's a rookie. I mean, he's playing on national television, first game for the Los Angeles Lakers, and playing against one of the better defensive PGs in the league. Yep. Um, but again, for as much as his father does and says and the antics, um, the humility he showed, you know what I'm saying, the maturity he showed when he's asked something, he's like, hey, man, I'm just trying to play ball, and I know people are going to come at me, and I'm just, you know, I want to help my team win and all that, so that's... That's been pretty dope. And that's my favorite part is that he's still a kid and he's still, you know, learning and he understands that he hasn't gotten a big head. He hasn't fed into the media or whatever the things mm-hmm. that, you know, what what may be. Mm-hmm. He's being level-headed and he's continuing to grind, which I love. Yeah, so we were just at the game. Um, the Yankees were there, right? Yankees were there. Yeah. CC, Judge. Judge. Yeah, um, got an incredible response and reaction when they won the Jumbotron. You and I got a great response, too, when we were on the – Yeah, yeah, 1,000. When we I think, were on the – but I think it was just no, me. No, we were both on the jumble trying to have the pictures think, to prove it. No, I think and they, they ch- got you, like, because you just happened to be next to me. But All I, I know is when you and I were we on go. the jumbotron, there was only one name up there. The crowd went crazy <laughs> for us. That's, a, that's just facts. You know, listen, man. Let's go back to the. Can we go back to the Yankees, please? 
incredible time. I'll say this, man. There mm-hmm. is nothing, and you've played a big part in this in New York. There is nothing like the energy in New York City when one of the New York teams oh, is on not, a playoff. And run. it's even better when it's unexpected. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I've been there unexpected. You know, my whole career has been unexpected at this point. Mm-hmm. But the year we won the Super Bowl, unexpected. Reeled off six straight games to win and make it into the playoff. Then we go undefeated, whatever the case may be. So when you do it that way from mm-hmm. the grind and you grind it out and you get through it, New York really respects that and they really love that and they really grab a hold to that. And that's how players become legendary. You know, mm-hmm. it, could, it could be one October where Reggie Jackson hits a home run. Now he's legendary. Obviously, he's, an, mm-hmm. he's a Hall of Famer, but like those moments in October and late September really make baseball fun. And if you do it in New York City, it's even crazier. Let me ask you this. You, you've you've been to the promised land, right? You've won the whole thing. What's it feel like? Do you feel when you're walking the streets in New York or when you go out to eat, when you're on a deep playoff run, do you feel the energy? Are people nicer? Are people picking up checks? Like, what's you, that like? You can cut the energy with a knife. I love it. My G, a knife. I love and it. And it's like... You know, you feel it from the people, you feel it from the energy, the eyes, just when you go somewhere, the the people that stop you in the street, people that want to just hug you, dap you up, love you, say what's up, say good luck. You know, they they embody that in New York. You feel that everywhere, in, mm-hmm. in, in the metropolitan area, everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that love in New York is, in my opinion, unlike any anywhere else, man. You're not going to get that nowhere else it also shows you you know the other side of new york too it's like hey great playoff run hey you know one game or you know a couple of runs from the world series joe girardi thank you we'll holler but peace yeah we'll holler i think i i think part of it was he was really strict you know the yankees are one of the youngest teams in the league right now Mm -hmm. and i heard his ways or his uh his policies or his you know, philosophies were a little aged for them. And okay. I f- and I heard through, you know, the powers that be that that was part of the reason um, he was let go, that he can't necessarily speak to the youth the way they want to be spoken to. Got you. But my question is, Pete, I guess for you or for, for both of us to discuss, what is the answer to that? Do When you have a young team, you want someone to discipline them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yet you want someone to kind of speak their language as well at the same time and be able to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Do you find that – see, I've seen that mostly in assistants. Like I, a head coach will be the head coach, and then there'll be a, you know, an assistant that's high up there that has access and, and be a direct voice to the head coach, be that voice to the yep. players, and be that bridge. But do you have a coach to do – a head coach to do both of those or a manager to do both of those? Mm-hmm. Or is it more so um, you know, having an assistant that speaks the language and then going back and having that kind of rapport? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as with anything else, you need an entire team, so like a whole coaching staff, that, and everyone plays different roles. But with anything, like as with anything else, it starts at the top. You need a coach that at least understands that he doesn't understand. Exactly. Right. I don't need a coach to say to know that Future dropped an album or to know that you know this guy's dating Cardi B. I don't need him to know. Although that, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it'd be that great. Would be amazing. You know, but I think not knowing what you don't know is just as important. I think where it becomes a problem. Is when a coach is like my way or the highway. Yep. Um, you know, so there's great examples of it. And that's why I think coaches that have been those top tier assistants mm-hmm. normally make great coaches. Yeah, th- those wins. T. Lou's a great example. Yep. Right? He knows to listen to his team or coaches know to listen to their teams. He may have a plan and uh, someone may come to him and be like, you know what? Like, 
legs are a little tired, man. Like, Yo, by the way, when LeBron was about to get subbed out of the game, <laughs> and he walked over to T. Lou and said, "Who you? Who you about to take out?" <laughs> he said, "I'm about to take you out." He looked at him like, "What?" <laughs> no, you're not. I cannot confirm nor deny that this conversation <laughs> ever happened. Um, I was probably on the jumbotron at that point. Oh attention to God! That. Uh, no, so you know, I think, I think. As with any successful relationship, there's got to be give and take. And I think you see that. You see when coaches, you know, you hear the saying all the time, a player's coach, right? A player's coach. You know those guys that aren't player's coaches. But I also think those guys, as with anything, are starting to get a little phased out. You know what I'm saying? I think um, you just can't. You can't coach like it's 1970s with guys that weren't born in the 1970s. 100%. It just doesn't work. Speaking of which, we haven't even discussed this. I don't know if you saw this. the Houston Texans owner? Yes. See the comment he said? I did. And you just ruined my cut the mic off for today, but that's fine. No, we'll talk about it. We'll talk that's about where you're going? It. That's where I'm going. It's All right, right so there. I mean, we can talk about it now. Hey, listen. You know what? So cut his Look mic off. That. There. Look at that. Right on cue. <laughs> listen, man. We're just going to go right to the segment. We had this later on, but since it popped up, Let's here it. it is. Let's do it. So... Hey, and I mean, by the way, Victor's moving yeah, stuff Yeah, I'm moving out things out of the way. I just got hot. You know how you get in. hot? When when you when you start thinking about something, but this guy for, for first our, of all, for our first time listeners for our first time listeners Bob McNair is the owner of the Houston Texans mm-hmm. and he made a comment on a uh, I guess a radio show or so, something yeah. where quote we can't have the inmates running the prison Bobby wow. let me holla at you for a second dog you can't have the inmates running the prison. Come on, man. This isn't 1955 anymore. You can't wow. talk like that. You can't talk about your players that way. The people that pretty much keep the lights on for you. These players are on the field creating revenue for your organization, for your company, if you will, which is the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so inappropriate on so many levels. It, it there's, there's a racial thing in there that, that I feel mm-hmm. like when I hear those words. There's just a, a pure respect level that that is not there that I hear when I when I hear those words and for him to say that that means he said that numerous times before mm-hmm. it's not the first time he's you know said these types of words or made these types of remarks so I, I mean I mean this is just an example of where we are today in society where we are today as the National Football League to have someone like this with this type of position say something like this. And then come back and apologize a couple days later. It's it's sad and it's unfortunate and it's not okay. You know you know what was the saddest part? What was that? I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised at all. I was surprised it got captured or it came out. Exactly. I wasn't surprised what he said. I'm excited to see what the ramifications of this will be. Speaking of which, did you see Draymond Green's post on Instagram? No. Draymond, a friend of the program, a friend of the show. Um I'm going to read it. He posted it three hours ago from when we're recording this show. It has a picture of the owner, and it says has the caption that says, we can't have inmates running the prison, right? What he said. Yep. Draymond's post says, and I quote, wow, this sure does sound very Donald Sterling-esque, right? The Clippers' ex-owner. But I'm sure the fans pay to see him play, and he's putting himself at risk of CTE by going out there every Sunday and giving 110%. Inmates? For starters, let's stop using the word owner and maybe use the word chairman. To be owned by someone just sets a bad precedent to start. It sets the wrong tone. It gives one the wrong mindset. 
Webster states that an inmate is a person confined to an institution such as prison or hospital. Not sure these tax-paying men should be referred to as inmates, but what do I know? Exactly. I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, that's exactly how I feel, and that's exactly the way he worded it. It's sad that in 2017 we're even having this conversation. It feels like we're almost going back in time. Like, I remember watching those videos of, you know, black people getting hosed down in the streets and being put in paddy wagons for next to nothing and, and you know, things like that. And now people are going to, kids are going to see this in their history books, in their movies. There's going to be movies made about this time, P. Like, this is, we're in a time frame where it's like, in the history books, this time is going to exist and we have to talk about it. And there's going to be movies made and films and documentaries about this time that we're living in right now. How That's insane is that? I heard someone say, and I honestly don't even remember who said it. I heard someone say, 20 years from now, we're going to look back at this time. Just make sure you're proud of the side you were on. 100%. Right? So it's like, it's all of our problems. <clears throat> we continue to come back to this. I said earlier, you know, it always starts at the top. It's just a bad dynamic, man, going on in sports. Like, it's just, you know, um, and, and it's sad because sports normally, um, sports normally is, gives you the break from real world, right, in real life. It's like you work hard, and on a Sunday you can watch your favorite team for three hours and, and root for them, and, and it makes you forget, you know, some of the everyday shit you deal with, right? Um, but unfortunately, in the last year, far too often, sports is becoming not a um, positive distraction. Sports is becoming part of the topic, part of the issue sometimes. And that's that's sad to see, right? I also don't want to generalize and say, like, every sport or every team or every – there's a lot of great teams. There's a lot of great leagues. There's a lot of great owners, Um but when shit like this happens, we have to speak up on it because it's not cool. 100%. And I'm glad that there's voices like Draymond, like myself, like LeBron, mm -hmm. you know, that use these platforms to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that they use it and that they say it and that the people hear it. And that makes changes. That makes, you know, people think differently when people of that stature um, speak up and say certain things so that people understand what side they're on and what's what's right and what's wrong. Um, switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about, and this is my guy, um, but I got to, I, I mean, this is, we're in this business to talk to uh -oh. talk about these topics, these I, hot takes, I these no things that happen, and these things that trend on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm going DJ Envy. DJ so, Envy, Power 105. DJ Envy, Power okay. 105, Breakfast Club. Okay. Uh, Granted, these are obviously allegations, and he's claiming that all of this is fake and it's not true, which I parts of me believes him, but I'm going to report it okay. anyway. So DJ Envy uh, was apparently on Snapchat uh, with a specific female. I don't know her name. It doesn't say it in here. I think her name is Miss Scandal. That I don't just, know. It sounds bad already. By Whatever her name is. It sounds bad already. She basically try, is, is trying to extort... Uh, DJ Envy by saying by posting some of the things that he was saying to her via like, Snapchat. Like posting their conversation? Posting their conversation. She also posts a photo uh, of a screenshot of a photo that he sent to her 
it's nothing racy. It's just him from the waist up in a jersey looking into the camera. Okay. But there is something that he did write, and he wrote, um, and quote, yeah, I guess this is in, you know how, I mean, I wouldn't know. People have told me on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> and this is DJ Envy writing this. Get, this is DJ Envy writing okay. this, but it's something that was talked about prior to this that has been deleted, because when you go in and out, it gets deleted. But okay. with that being said, he says, yeah, lick my ASS. Uh, Wait, she said that or he said that? No, this is that. him. This is him. He's saying, yeah, period. Lick my expletive, period. What else? She says, I need you to relax while I rub my toy up your leg. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, um, hey, DJ Envy, man, <laughs> I know that this is, you know, all fake and and I mean I pray and I know you're my guy. I know it's not gonna be real. I know it's all gonna come a fake, but it looks so crazy. It just sounds crazy. I don't I can't believe this P you're you can't even speak right now. <laughs> when she says to you know what? No, never mind. I'm not gonna No. No. I'm not oh, I'm not man. doing this. And look, we, we we say this, we joke, obviously MV's a friend one thousand of the show. One thousand um and we're um, just reporting the news. Yeah, just like it's, they do. This is what people want to see. Just like they do. It's people want to hear. News. What else is um you want to talk by about? By the way, by the way. Go ahead. With the funniest part of all of this is Charlemagne made DJ Envy Donkey of the Day. I respect him for that. <laughs> that was right in the studio with him. Far the most amazing part of it all. I don't want to give you any ideas, but that'd be like you cutting my mic <laughs> off on the show. It's, it's just insane. I'd have to record that <laughs> so you can see your face. Hey, you want to talk about um Joe Flacco. I did. I did. He took a hit. If anybody was watching, we're recording this on Friday, um, the 27th of October. And Thursday night, the Ravens played the Dolphins. And uh, Joe Flacco took off to the right. I don't know if you saw this hit, P. I did not. He took off to the right, and he's starting to scramble, and he's running upfield. At this point, he's already broken the line of scrimmage, which means you've turned into a runner. Yep. He's running. Um, he gets the first down. He gets to about 10 yards, and he's beginning to slide. And he starts feet first. Feet first. Okay, which means you can't touch me. Which right? means essentially, I'm giving myself yeah, up. I'm so giving. I'm yep. about to give myself up. You yep. can't touch me. Yep. He begins to slide. Midway through the slide, I want to say his back. Uh, you know, his hamstrings um, were on the ground already. I want to say, okay. but it was all in motion. Okay, but he was definitely. You could see that he was giving himself up, and he was about to slide three yards before anything. Kiko Alonso sees him scrambling, sees him, in my opinion, with enough time to see to that he's sliding, and, hold and he basically speared him in the head, knocked his hump, chin strap off, helmet what? completely off, has a scrape on his ear, concussed. His teammate, Joe Flacco's teammates, immediately, immediately began to fight him because they felt like it was a dirty, dirty hit. Oh, shit. And... In my opinion, it, it it was a little dirty. It looked dirty. It just it just looked dirty. Everyone knows quarterbacks when they're about to slide, what they look like. You could see it, and I felt like he had enough time to not either hit him somewhere else or not hit him at all, or jump over the top, make a last minute adjustment, whatever it is, mm -hmm. make an adjustment, man, because you don't want that. Not because I think you're a dirty player, Kiko, because I don't. Do I think that was a dirty play? Yes. Do I think you're in the heat of the moment and you may not be thinking all the way through and you're just hitting people and whatever? Yes. But the hit and what it looked like on film, I felt like you had enough time 
to change your course and and not hit him so viciously in the side of the head. Let me ask you because I've heard you, <clears throat> excuse me, I've heard you and LeBron and, and a, a bunch of other athletes continuously say or refer to your respective leagues as a fraternity. One hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Friends on opposite sides of the ball. Um, when those things happen. Even if he's in your locker room, is that a conversation? Is 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 an OG is a vet kind of checking him? Is it like, dude, that's not really a good look? Like, is that even discussed? Kind of. I mean, it obviously depends on the severity of it, but I think you know. And oddly enough, in these locker rooms, it just comes out. Like you got that. I'm sure every team has that one teammate that'll just say whatever is on mm-hmm. his mind, and mm-hmm. and some dude will walk past him and say, "Yo, man, that hit was kind of wild," or, or they'll they'll say it like uh, we had a teammate. Um, I forget his name, but he would he would always say something like, "Bro, I don't want you hitting me like that because I'm gonna find you myself." Like you and know, just make a joke and then that'll open it up. Gotcha. Like, oh, I didn't mean to hit him. And gotcha. so, or, so this just comes up. Like mm-hmm. it's not necessarily something that needs to be brought up by a leader or a captain or anything like that. These type of things kind of just happen. Mm-hmm. Football things happen. I'm fully aware of that. It's a violent game. It's an emotional game. It's a full speed game. So those things happen. So I'd be interested to get his take on it. I think he said something that wasn't the smartest thing after you know after the game in the locker room where he yeah, said uh, he signed a permission slip. What no, he just, <laughs> <laughs> no, he said uh, he said you know when he slides the target area changes, and I'm just like That's, uh-huh. there is no target right. area if he's sliding right. because he's sliding. Right. You know what I'm saying? But plus it's also a QB. It's not like uh, Adrian Peterson was running. exactly. It's a quarterback that you know. You know. When it gets hot, he's going to begin yep. to slide. And it's not Mike Vick in his prime exactly. where you're trying to. Exactly. That's, I mean, obviously, we never want to see anyone hurt. And, and again, not saying, I haven't seen the play, but not saying that he was trying to hurt anyone. It's just, it's just unfortunate that sucks when you see that. Exactly. Um, and bigger than anything, it's like, these shits are real. Like, like shots to the head. Injuries. Like, and I was just, I was watching a game with someone and I looked at them and I was like, yo, do you know how many parents are watching this game at home mm-hmm. with their children and being like, yep, mm-hmm. my son's not playing football after that. Like, Who's to say my son won't get that hit or won't get hit like that or worse or tear a ligament or break something like this is these are real issues that parents are facing at home that are affecting the NFL in the long run. Like they won't feel the ramifications of this for like 10 years, maybe, right. Right. you know, when those kids, when those young kids from this generation are growing up to be professionals and athletes and don't even become football athletes because of what they grew up and what they saw and because their parents didn't even let them play because of what they saw. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put you on the spot here. You have a um, obviously beautiful daughter. Um, but if you had a son, mm-hmm. <clears throat> would you let him play football? And you can say you don't know the answer, you haven't thought of it, whatnot, but I'm just curious. Because we've seen other athletes say they wouldn't let their sons play. Yeah. I'm just curious your take being as you've played. That's tough. I mean, I would – obviously, I would – I would teach him the game. He would know the game a lot, and he would understand the game, and he would understand how the game is played, and I would let him play. I mean, I would I would want him to make his own decision, but I want him to be introduced to the game and then later on make his own decision. But I, w- I would let my son play because I want him to have every advantage that he wants to have. If he wants to play this game and make it a career and make it, you know, make it do what it do, I can't hold him back from that. Mm-hmm. I want him to experience everything under the sun. You know what I mean? So um, it's a tough question. I mean, that's my answer now. 
But if I had a son and he got older and, you know, uh, depending on, because things change, the state of the NFL, the state of football, mm -hmm. you know, that answer may change later. But right now, I'd let him play. Let him I'd play. obviously teach him and make sure he's knowledgeable in, 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 in the game and how to play it before I just do him out there. Would you help him with his touchdown celebration? One thousand percent. I mean, there's only one touchdown dance to do. Hey, you can't point. have Victor Cruz's son can't be have a whack touchdown it celebration. Can't, it'd be it just a wrap. It'd on. be a wrap for him. All right, y'all. Up next, we got Sean Johnson of the New York City Football Club. Uh, they're in the playoffs right now. He's joining us, calling in. That's football. Foot. Yes. Yeah, foot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Football. Foot. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost foot. I'm good at that. <laughs> You're doing the hand. Like, yeah, I, that's football. the Italian. I play too much FIFA, <laughs> so like the football. Italian comes out. Um, but he'll be joining us. His team's in the playoffs, yeah. and uh, I'm excited to see you know how they do and uh, see how you know the things he's got in store for us. So yeah, coming up next, Sean Johnson. It's Jacobson to Jackson. Flag stays down. What an unbelievable stop! Reaching back with the big paw robbery, Sean Johnson. All right, welcome back to the Victor Cruz Show. Um, we got our guy, Sean Johnson, in. Um, talk to the people, Sean. Tell us how you're feeling. Uh, I know you guys are in the playoffs right now. Um, let us know what's up. Yeah, man. Um, feels good. Feels good. Yeah, we uh, made the playoffs. Got a first-round bye. So we're, we're in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Um, start up Tuesday against Columbus. So it's uh, exciting times for us, the club, the city. So we're, uh, we're ready. We're prepared. So, Sean, for those people that are under a rock and don't know that New York City even has a football club, can you tell us a little bit about the club or the team? Yeah, so um, obviously we're, uh, we're a professional soccer team located in the city. We play out of Yankee Stadium, um, New York City FC, uh, New York City Football Club. Um, you know, this, this year's been a, a really good year for us. We had a 34-game season, uh, came out. Uh, second place after uh, oh, decision wow. day, which is the last game of the season where basically every team plays at the same time and everything was up for grabs. So we ended up uh, locking down uh, a second seed, which gave us a, a first round bye. But we're, uh, yeah, we're, um, we're a team that expects big things, has high expectations, and, and we're looking forward to the postseason. And we'll be honest, when, when um, we started doing a little bit of the research for having you on the show, I was like, holy shit, they play at Yankee Stadium. Like, is that lost on you? Like, how historic? Like, you guys play in a cathedral, like, of sports. Like, is it dope to you, like, the first time you stepped foot on the field? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, you know, I, I, this is my first year with the team. Um, my first time playing at Yankee Stadium, I think, was uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and it's, it's it was surreal the first time I stepped on. But for putting on, you know, a New York City jersey and stepping on the field and, and being able to walk around and actually check out um the entire stadium is, is, is a really surreal thing and there's tons of history in that place and um you know it's, it's exciting to be a part of it all right sean so i'm so you guys are in the playoffs right now so for those that don't know about soccer and traditions and things like that what are some of the traditions or habits or just anything that may be off the beaten path that you guys go through, whether it be a crazy teammate or a guy that doesn't change his socks all year because there's good luck <laughs> socks. Like, tell us something about uh, playing soccer in New York City in that locker room um, that the that the people may not know. Yeah, um, that's, a, that's an interesting one. I mean, we have we have so many uh, so many interesting guys. <laughs> I think. If it's anything <laughs> like football, we got I, a ton I, of. I like crazy the way guys. he positioned that. Interesting. We have many interesting <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 we have uh, we have we have so many so many different personalities in the locker room and 
it's it's a really cool thing because I've I've been in, in a couple or a few different locker rooms now, and this there's a, there's a special feeling to this group. Um, you know, whether it's whether it's banter on a daily basis, whether you know it's jokes. Um, we know when to be serious though, and um, you know I think with us, I think everybody you know for, first and foremost is committed to to winning, and it doesn't just happen on the field. You know, what I mean you have to you know, create those relationships off the field, hang out, get to know the, the, the teammate next to you, um, you know, what they're like off the field as well. Cause I think that's, that's the most important thing. So we, we, uh, we understand the fine line of in, enjoying our time together um, off the field, whether it's on the road, whether it's here in the city, but when, it, when it's, when it's time to step across, across the lines into, into the field, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's war, it's wartime. It's game time. No, got it. And Sean, you mentioned locker room. What are you guys listening to in the locker room? Um, what music yeah, is going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. What's 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 on the speakers? And who's controlling Ooh. it most of the it, time? It, dep- it depends on the day. It depends on the day. I mean, every pretty much we have uh, we have an open open floor to whoever wants to step up. So whoever is feeling bold on a day, if you have if you have a playlist that you want to put on, um, just as quickly as you put it on, it can be taken off. So you have to be. Uh, <laughs> you better come correct. Be, pretty much yeah, is you gotta, what you're you saying. Come correct with the playlist. You got to be prepared. So. Um, there's, there's a ton. I mean, from you got everything. You got you got hip hop. You got um, there's you know we have a, a few guys, um, a few Latin players. We have some Latin music. We okay. have okay. just about everything. So everybody gets involved. But when there's a when there's a nice playlist, you can you'll definitely tell if I'm, I'm the mood of the locker room. Sean, let me ask you this. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Which player on the team, when you hear they're controlling the playlist, you reach for your headphones? <laughs> There's got to be one that you got to like, be oh, one. Oh, come on, Johnny. Uh, I, you, can't, you can't put me <laughs> I, I got to go back into the locker room. All right, I got another question for you, <laughs> Sean. Fair. Just a few more before we wrap it up. Who's the yeah, most no fashionable dude in the locker room? Because I'm a fashion guy. I take pride in it, dressing up, suits, travel gear, to and from games, being suited and booted. Um, who's the most fashionable guy on the team? Ooh, um, that's, that's a good one. I think the most fashionable debatable but i would have to go with ugo uh sean mccauley we call him ugo okay um i would say he's the most fashionable guy he's always got you know the the latest the latest trends in fashion whether it's sneakers whether it's gear he's always he's always correct with his clothes so we we can give him the title of uh being the most fashionable that's what's up shout out to ugo man keep keep killing (laughs) him on on the uh on them game days Hey Sean, one of the one of the beauties of playing in New York, which you know, in my humble biased opinion, is the greatest city in the world. Um, what are you doing when you're not playing? When you're not training? Are you getting out and enjoying all the city has to offer? Are you more of a homebody? Like, what, what's your day to day like when you're not training? Honestly, honestly, I'm I'm a little bit more of a of a homebody now. Um, I uh, I get down to the city when I can. Though. I mean, there's a, there's a few guys that are kind of spread out, whether it's you know, in the heart of the city, um, you know, in, you know, Westchester, close to where we train. Um, so I, I like to get down uh, and check out the city, you know, as much as I can. I think there's there's something to be said about the culture of New York. And, you know, I lived in, in Chicago before moving here. And it's like, you know, living in one big city, moving into an even bigger city. Um, I think it's I think it's really neat um, to having, you know, having able to live in such a cool place. So, um yeah, I'll, I'll go down to the city every now and then, you know, for, for dinners, um, to hang out. Um, it's plenty, plenty. I mean, the, the summer weather was was unbelievable, so that was that was the prime time. Now it's getting a little bit more chilly, so the uh, 
the homebody Sean is about to come back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cuddle season, man. It's you got to find and your chill girl. Season, you got to just... <laughs> That's when you got to lay up, find you one, and chill. Basically, we won't be seeing Sean at One Oak, is what you're saying. We're, Not at we're, all. We won't see him out and about. Not at all. All right, man, so <clears throat> I consider myself an athlete, Sean. Obviously, I have the we. credentials to prove it. We. I'm getting there, so... <laughs> I have the credentials to prove it. I've played all that good stuff. Played basketball a little bit back in my day. Paul here claims to be the basketball professional. He played professional in Puerto Rico, so he claims. I haven't yeah. seen any photos. A lot or of videos buckets, Sean. A lot any of, of buckets. But I know that your brother uh, is, is or was a professional basketball player overseas. Is that correct? correct. Yeah, Do you think your brother yeah. will give Paul Rivera thirty <laughs> right now? I'm going. I'm banking on Sean's brother. I'm just saying. Oh, 100. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for the confirmation, Sean. That's all I needed. Hey, Sean, is he older? Is he older or younger? He's older. Older. How much older is he than you? What's the age gap? My brother's eight years older than me. So, at what age did he stop busting your ass? Like, there's always like, that's because that's a milestone for all younger brothers, right? It's like you know what? Like today's my day in the driveway. Like, do you remember when those tables turned? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he used to honestly just you know bring me. So we basically um, he you know took off at a you know a little bit earlier age than I was you know old enough to comprehend. So he went. Um, he was living in Arkansas, so I used to fly out whenever I got a chance to to visit him. Um, that's where he went to high school. And so whenever I'd come out, he would say, all right, let's go to the courts. And as soon as we get to the courts, it would just be, you know, block fest. Every shot I saw, you know. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was cool at a young age, you know, just being around, like, all the all the basketball players and kind of doing my thing. But, yeah, he uh, – he really never stopped taking it easy on me. Uh, <laughs> As I was about to say, because yeah. eight years is a large gap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I just decided to stop playing him because I realized what it was. And I was like, I can go ahead and just save face now. Just, <laughs> Before it gets ugly. Just call it quits. Exactly. It's getting ugly. So, Sean, we know we'll get you out of here. Two more questions. Um, you know, recently, obviously, very well documented at this point, um, Team USA did not qualify for the World Cup, and it seems like people lost their shit. Um, and their reaction to it. Um, talk a little bit in terms of like the state of soccer here in the states. Um, but let's talk about the positive. Let's talk about what do you see? What are you excited about um, for U.S. soccer um, coming up in the near future? Yeah, um, I think uh, you know obviously it was, it was emotional times. You know when we you know, didn't qualify for uh, the World Cup. You know having having been a part of you know the U.S. U.S. national team myself. Um, in the past years, um, you know, it, you know, personally hurt, you know, a, a little bit more. So I think, honestly, um, you know, taking taking from a positive standpoint, uh, the growth of soccer in this country has been unbelievable. Um, you know, even from, you know, I, I started playing 2010 professionally, and you know, was in this in this league for for two World Cups and experiencing how much, you know, just this league even has grown and just the the popularity and how many how many more kids are getting involved and um, you know now there's you know an academy set up where you know kids can can play um, you know for free which is which is great so um, you know there's there's been a, a lot of a lot of strides in soccer so you know not just to focus on you know the negative of mm-hmm. what happened recently but there's been um, you know an exponential growth and I think it'll, it'll continue it'll continue it's a little little hiccup in the road but I think uh, ultimately. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of things will get sorted out within our country, soccer-wise, and, and think we'll be better off for it. Love it. Whether people believe it or not, soccer is one of the fastest growing sports right now uh, in the game, especially in the U.S. It's already insanely popular overseas. 
uh, but in the U.S. is growing and at a rapid pace. So, Sean, I know you guys are in the playoffs. Um, just tell the people what what can what can we expect from you, your teammates, uh, as you guys go through this playoff run. What 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 can we expect from you guys? Yeah, man, I think uh, you guys can expect to see you know a team that's that's dedicated. Um, we put everything into every single game. Um, you know, we have, like I said earlier, we have extremely high expectations for ourselves, um, game in and game out. Um, and you know, we've we've done. You know, so far we've you know put our best foot forward, got ourselves in a good position, and and now it's a new season. So, um, you know, it's all everything's all on the line, and we understand the importance of what it means to play in the playoffs. But we have a hungry group of guys, and I think you know the rest will get take care of itself. You know, what we put into it. Um, you know, that's not something that's debatable. You know, it's it's everything that we have. So, at the end of the day, I think uh, you know the results will come from from the work that we put in. Love it, Sean. You got to make us one promise. After you guys take the chip, you got to come into the studio with the trophy and give us a reason to drink champagne midday. Absolutely. Done deal. Done deal. <laughs> Even though, low-key, Sean, we already drink midday. At least Paul does. I, I mean, I, I, not me. I'm a highly trained athlete. I can't really. We. We. <laughs> Yo, Sean, we appreciate you calling up to the show, man. Obviously, you're a friend of the show now. Um, so whenever you have time, come up and check us, and good luck in the playoffs, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Right, no Sean, problem, man. Peace. Have a good one. Um, last but not least, you and I are uh, uh, joining the great people at Complex yeah. and, uh, and joining Complex Con. Yes, I'm excited which about Which, I honestly don't even know what Complex Con is. Like, is it just, do they sell clothes? Is it, like, just panels of people speaking? And what is that? Did you go last year? I did not go last year. I didn't go last year either. You know who has an answer so to that? So we have no background you information. You know who has an answer to that? Alex, because it's oh, for Alex. her. It's for yep, like... yep, 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 yep. Alex, come in here, Alex. Come in here. Get in here, Alex. We're recording. You got to come in here. She brought me the Chacha Matcha, too. You got to sample come it. Alex, come in here. Get come in on. here. Yeah, we're not going to stop. We're just not going to stop until you come in stop. here. Come on. Come in here real quick. Real quick. Real Three quick. seconds. Come on. She's so mortified right now, by the way. Mortified. Alex is my assistant, for those of you that don't know. Come Fabulous in, Alex. Fabulous assistant. Fabulous. She's mortified. Alex. Get in here. Victor has a question for you. Um, What exactly will... <laughs> Will Paul and I be doing uh, at Complex Con? Oh, what, what, what can it? we expect? Yeah, what is it? I don't know what it is. Come on, sit in the chair. Can you tell the people what, what Complex Con is and what what we'll be doing? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, I... Get a little closer to the mic. I know it's your first yeah. time. There you go. What can we expect? You know, a lot of fun, definitely. Okay. You're going to be on a panel. I'm on a panel? Yeah, you're on a panel. <laughs> Paul's on a panel. Yep. Okay, yep. okay. Now, I mean, but like, what else goes on? I know they're selling things. I know yeah. things are being I released. I think people perform. I would say it's an assortment of okay. like it's an assortment of fun. You know, okay. panel assortment <laughs> of fun. I'm in. I'm, I'm done. Anything else? I'm in. I'm done. I'm done. This sounds like Baskin Robbins. <laughs> like I can get any flavor. I can do anything I want. They have performances. Like, performances. People yeah. are performing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. They're gonna have speakers like. You guys. So let me okay. ask this. You're going. I'm going. What are you looking forward to most? Obviously seeing you on your panel. Get, get, that. get up. Get up, Alex. All right. She's overstayed. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. We appreciate that. Told you she's the best, man. We got no information. None at all. I don't think. I don't think we got anything None out of that. She's mortified right now. One thousand percent. Wait till your dad hears the show and hears you on the show. It's gonna be amazing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to Complex Con. We're going to Complex Con. I know Nike's doing a crazy Air Force One build out. <laughs> <No, no, no. laughs> 
<laughs> no, I'm just saying they're doing an amazing Air Force One build out. They're yep. celebrating. Yep. I believe it's the 35th anniversary. 35th anniversary. 35th anniversary of the Air Force One. They got uh, influencer collaborations with their Air Force One. Don C, Virgil, mm-hmm. uh, Virgil Abloh, Travis Scott. Um, Biggs. Big, Kareem Biggs. Kareem yep. Biggsberg from, from yep. uh, uh, Rockefeller, obviously, from back in the day. Because that, that low top, that's the one I'm waiting for, yep. bro, to be honest. That low top is fire. Low top Rockefeller? Low top Rockefeller. Dope. I mean, They're going to be re-releasing that there, right. too. Um, are you looking forward? I mean, I'm looking forward to going. I'm excited about it. I didn't go last year, and I heard nothing but good things. Mm-hmm. I obviously seen it on social media and all the social media channels. Mm-hmm. It looked like the funnest spot to be at. Uh, so I'm excited to go, and uh, obviously excited to be on these panels and see yeah. what, see what this thing's Shout out to JLP. About. JLP, appreciate you. Uh, Noah, um, I think what I'm, I mean, what I'm most excited about, honestly, is the collective of people that are going to be there, mm-hmm. right? Um, everyone's so busy in their everyday lives that, we don't get to be in the same room as often as we'd all like, so it's gonna be dope to like see everyone in one place, hear what everyone's going uh, has going on. Um, that'll be dope. I want to see new shoes. I want to see new artists. I want to. So I'm excited. I'm going as a fan. I mean, again, we're on a panel. We're doing some. We have a couple surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. It's in Long Beach. It's in Long Beach, but I'm staying in Los Angeles. You and I both. Yeah, I'm not going out there. At least not. We should tell everybody overnight. where you're staying. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, catch us at ComplexCon. Gotta thank Sean for calling in. Thank you, Sean yep. Johnson, for calling playoffs. in. Good yep. luck in the playoffs. Um, go check him out at Yankee Stadium. I hear the games are dope. Just yep. to be in Yankee Stadium, checking out a different sport and a different game is Absolutely. like an unbelievable experience. Um, catch us at ComplexCon, like I said, November 4th and 5th. Yep. Um, what else we got? That's it, man. That's really it. You got um, anything else, Pete? No, we have a. I think we have a little bit of an announcement next show. Next show. Next show. Okay. Got to tune into the next show for that announcement. <laughs> we appreciate y'all, uh, and we catch y'all on the next episode of the Crew Show. Peace. Peace.